everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the new episode of the Rebel Women Pod. Um, I'm just, this is Amara. I'm jumping in at the beginning of this episode um, while I'm editing to just let you guys know that this was our first podcast that we recorded in person. Also, like, we're pretty new to the podcast world. Um, but this was the first one we recorded in person. Also, the first one with this many people. And there were some, like, technical difficulties, um, which you should just get used to at this point because um, we're still learning. But anyway, um, so if you notice any, like, choppiness or, like, the clips aren't going together perfectly, like, we tried really hard. But there were some issues there. And um, I'm not a perfect editor by any means. So please bear with us. Um, check your expectations at the door. Sit down. Have a snack. Get a drink and relax and enjoy. Um, we do this podcast for connection for fun stories, to relate to people, to be human, not for perfection. So just a little disclaimer there that um, there may be some pieces where you're like, what is going on with those mics or whatever, um, or they're not edited together perfectly. We're all doing our best. Um, but I really hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a fun one. Um, we had so much fun. And thank you to our guests for coming on. And I really hope you enjoy this podcast. And thank you so much for listening. Okay. We're started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Rebel Women Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about sex ed. Let's take a second and introduce everybody before we really dive into the topic. My name is Emma. I'm Gabby. I'm Brandon. Amara. I'm Dylan. We thought it would be really helpful to get some male perspective on this topic because obviously um, Emma, Amara, and I are women. So we just thought as as Sex said like where the boys' experience is different oh, than ours. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Okay, we just have to roll it. You know, we go in, moving forward. We had a little phone call. No big deal. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, we will have a little added perspective here on the re- rebel women. We're doing a little rebel humans today. <laughs> That's so. a good way of putting it. Do you guys want to say like who you are? So yeah, they're probably. not just randoms. Okay. Well, they already have heard about Brandon. Yes. But, yeah. Yeah. Go on. I, uh, Gabby is my fiance. Um, we've been together for eight years now, and we have a daughter, Araya, and one on the way. Yep. So <laughs> eight, 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 eight years. years. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Years. Yeah. <laughs> And Dylan is my new boo. <laughs> we like Dylan. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time he's like, like. Well, this is the first time we've actually all been together. But it's the first time like some of us are meeting Dylan. Yeah. So welcome. Yeah, thank Let's you. talk welcome. about sexual education. Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump right into this yeah. friendship. Let's get weird. <laughs> so, uh, he got a taste of it. I got to know me a little intimately on the way here, so we're starting a little, a little intimately. Yes, just a little. Amara was like, "Here's my entire." I gave him my psychiatric record and her health history form. Yeah, so fast it's hard for you to keep up. Well, good. Because all I've consumed in my body today is three coffees, beer, and my pen. So, do you want a snack, boo? No, we're rocking. Exactly. Hey, my um, personality stems from the state of my body. So. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so um, first of all, I want to see: Did anybody else's first sex ed start off with their teacher saying it'll only be awkward if you guys make it awkward? Yes. Yeah, you. Did no. That no. I I have no recollection of mine. So. You just like flat out do not remember. Nope. That's why I ran a bunch of social media polls, which is where I pulled my information from. <laughs> so. What about you? I don't think it was started out like that, but when some kid made a smart ass comment, he probably said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Um, so first question here, we're going off of our list of questions like we did last time because we're all way too all over the place without them. So um, <laughs> what and when was your first introduction to sex? Was it through your parents, school, your friends? What? Amara, go first. My parent. Well, my my mother. Um, yeah, it was definitely my mother. So mine started way too young. Like, I didn't get the birds and the bees talk. My mom flat out just never sheltered me. So as long as I can remember, I got everything. I'm trying to, so because this will be public, I'm trying not to shit talk my mom too much. So I'm (laughs) editing it in my head because in case she ever listens to it, I don't know if she even knows what podcast is, but we want to be really careful. Um, I cannot be taken away at 23 years old, but we're just going to be, you know, in respect to her. Um, She never sheltered me, like ever. So I just knew everything. I mean, literally, at six years old, she's explaining what a blowjob was. Six years old. Six. And oh. you learned because she said something about it to. Sorry. She said something about it to my dad. Like she said the word, and I said, "What is that?" And she goes, "Oh," and explained it in like detail. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I knew where babies came from. Every like I knew everything, but the thing was, like, I have two sets of parents. So my entire childhood was so polar opposite. Like my mom, we lived on this big like farm with horses and goats and everything. And she made all their own bread and it was very like hippie and organic and no vaccinations, no doctors, like all of that. And my dad was like white bread and mayo sandwiches in front of the TV for lunch. <laughs> yeah. And so I grew up in the most polar, like I, I was dressed differently. I had to oh. act different. I had a different personality. Like it was so crazy. And so like I had to go to my dad's and pretend I knew nothing. Uh, and then go to my mom's like I went to my dad's and like had to pretend I didn't even know what a period was <laughs> and then go back to my mom's and be like so tell me about your uterus you know yeah. like so it was your uterus <laughs> so it was, it was a little weird um, what about you guys um okay I just completely blinked um as far that's Araya yeah by the way and you can hear the screeching laughter yes so for me, sex was something that nobody really talked about at all. The like the most I heard before we talked about it in school was I can pause. So yeah, growing up nobody really talked about sex whatsoever. The most I got was my mom telling me that I wasn't allowed to have sex until I was sixteen when she found out one of my friends was having sex. <laughs> and um before that I was like entering middle school and she's like by the way like you're probably gonna start having like these feelings toward girls like girl crushes but you don't actually want to be with them you just want to be them and I was like oh Oh, interesting okay and that's why I didn't know I was bi for a really long time I was very confused um and then had some shitty shitty sex ed in school um I think it was my senior year of school and like half the year was drugs half the year was sex (laughs) but it was literally just like full-blown like drugs almost the whole time Mm. and the only thing I got from sex ed was guys we didn't even have the banana condom thing didn't even have that so it was like um don't have pregnant I mean don't have pregnant (laughs) pregnant. (laughs) don't have sex or you're gonna get pregnant or you're gonna get like an STD and uh wait until you're married type deal here are some birth controls give us the statistics on them and like label a penis, label a vagina. And it wasn't even like the outer parts. It was just like the inside, like this is where the baby is type shit. Mm. And um, that was about it. So I was a real fucking lost for a real long time. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Gab? Well, um, 
I know that my mom tried to talk to me about bodies slash sex um, when I got my period at oh. 10 or 11. Um, and she kind of brought it. And I just talked to her about this recently, so it's pretty fresh. Um, she, I got my period and she was kind of like, okay, so do you have any questions? You know, you want to talk about sex? Like she came and sat in my room with me and I, and she said, I freaked out. I was like, no, 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 I don't. no, 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 no. And I like covered my ears, didn't want it. But so in retrospect, in retrospect, I think that I was too young for a sex talk at that point. And then, yeah, that was really young. And I mean, I don't even think I knew what sex was. Yeah, no. And which is why I had one friend in grade school who was, um, I don't know where she was getting her information, but it was wild. (laughs) Wild. It was Amara. And she (laughs) (laughs) she was telling me some freaky shit. And I think that, um, I thought my mom was going to get into that. And none of this freaky shit was based in reality or correct, mind Ooh. you. So I think I was worried that my mom was going to start talking about this stuff also, on top of just not really, really not wanting to know and really not being ready to know. And then um, and then I started having sex at 15. So somewhere in between 10 and 15, somebody <laughs> should have followed up. But, um, but definitely in school, we definitely didn't get it in grade school. And I asked kids I went to school with um if they remembered any of that and then in high school apparently again did not remember um but we had health class and most of health class was Mm anti-drug and um apparently WA where I went to high school is heavy on the abstinence sex ed Mm -hmm. sex ed focused in abstinence and anybody who recalled anything from sex ed in high school said it was not useful. It was um, really like barely there, you know, and I think we learned about like actual sex, sex and reproduction in biology <laughs> more than, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's me. I have a fu- the funniest WA story. Um, I know somebody <laughs> very closely who went there and they skipped out on the sex ed class to have sex in the janitor's closet. Yes. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> they got their education. Out of yeah, yeah. You're getting that knowledge. I mean, they got that hands-on learning. Yes. Um, <laughs> so when you were talking about that friend that was giving you like all kinds of misinformation, that reminded me, I think I was a freshman, and this kid was talking about how spooning was when you would mm. shove a spoon up a yes. girl's vagina. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> She was saying that it's like the the man like squirts blood into the woman. <laughs> dude, it was she told me this the other night in bed, and I was like, dude, you are you should talk to somebody like a, like a professional about that. That's like. And then the first person to say anything in high school was in a gym class, and there was an all different grades, and I was a freshman. I hadn't started having sex yet, and this girl was just like in detail going on about like having sex with this guy and like oh I, and she's like oh my god I still have cum on my shorts Ooh. and that was just like, oh I, I was so you innocent Yes, yeah, so that was my, that was me. Did she tell you the same day it happened? Or <laughs> <laughs> we're in the it same show? Multiple like days later. I think it was the night before, and I was just thinking, 
thinking like you're allowed to hang out alone with boys whoa wait how old was everybody when they started becoming sexually active you said 15 yeah i was 16 16 17 I'm, <laughs> I'm a fucking loser man <laughs> okay. i was 16 yeah I was like, like, I was 18. <laughs> that's not bad. No, oh, no. Not bad. no. I had other shit going on, man. I was an alcoholic already. Like, what do you want? Yeah, I had to find out where to buy beer, not dudes. <laughs> and that's hard. That's that's hard. Thank you, dude. Even in South Florida, dude. I know. I used to have to meet him at the grocery store. Yeah. For a fucking second, wait, three hours for a six pack. Oh, we were just we were talking, talking about, about this. That, yeah. Man. I'm talking about how drink beers take forever. I know this is totally irrelevant to the podcast. Sorry, guys. Why was I buying a six pack and not just a bottle if I had to wait three hours for it? Like, I don't know. Get my money's worth. It's because yeah. I love beer. Uh, dedicated. Yeah. Brandon, what about you? When were you first introduced? What was that like? Um, We were we were told, like, like obviously, like, we, we knew about sex at, like, in, like, around fifth grade. And oh, also, Brandon grew up in south florida yeah I, and we I, all grew up in rural maine so that there's gonna be a bit of a difference there yeah in in south florida they were they were kind of proactive about a lot of things in fifth grade we had a we they split the boys and the girls of each class and the girls had to talk about um about uh periods and using like tampons and things like that and things that they should expect throughout uh going through the changes that they're going through and the boys were were told the same thing about like you're gonna get boners, bro. And like, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, like One sentence that, done. yeah, like don't like, don't don't be out. don't be an asshole with it, dude. Don't rub it on things. You know? No, but but they told us about like our bodies and things like that. And like they told like they they told us about our anatomy and um they told us abstinence as well. Like they that was. They told they like very briefly about sex. They were like, "Sex is a thing, and you shouldn't have it." Like, we, we know you all like write it on the bathroom. We we yeah. write it inside the bathroom. Like, we know you know what sex is. You should abstain from sex. So then, like my my parents didn't really tell tell me anything. Man. Yeah, they kind of. I, I think it was just too awkward for them. They were just kind of yeah. like. You know, oh, like, like, you yeah, like, like what to say and when to say it, which I understand having a Raya, but mm-hmm. now I'm like, it def, I understand the importance of that it needs to be something that's talked about. Yeah. So, um, then in high school, I mean, I, 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 I probably learned what sex was from like friends and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Just talking to people or talking to friends and kids and, um, it was probably false information as well. Like I don't remember, I don't remember a whole lot of it, but I think it was probably like, you know, like shitty information. And I didn't know a whole lot about, about anything until high school. And uh, in high school we had uh, in ninth grade, you, everybody is made to take the health class and they just, they go into detail. They don't have like, like, you know, they didn't do the banana thing, like you're saying, but they gave us condoms. They told us about sex they we had like a you could write a form home for like each of these things if your parents didn't want you to learn about them yeah. about sex or to see like a birth video but they taught you like the whole nine like they're like if you're if you have sex you you could have a baby and if you have a baby this is what it is and we'll show you the birth video you know what i'm saying Look at these. 
Yes. Apparently, yeah. WA had a permission slip too yeah. that parents could sign. I don't remember. A my school slip. had a. I had sex ed in fifth grade, and my school had a permission slip. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember. So, like my like middle school thing, I kept on missing it because I went to school in Florida for a while, mm. and the grade that I left, the grade following was when they did the whole what you were just talking about, <laughs> yeah. Brandon, and then moved up to Maine. The first middle school I went to, they're like, okay, when you go into sixth grade, we'll talk about it. And then I switched schools between fifth and sixth grade, and then the sixth grade, they're like, oh no, we talked about it in fifth grade. Really so I just missed. <laughs> I will also say that after, after the, the fifth grade talk, which we, you could sign a permission slip if, you, if your parents didn't want you to learn about it, but like all the boys and the girls just swapped information. They're like, what'd you learn right. about, bro? What we got condoms. You guys got what? That's <laughs> weird. <laughs> What about you, Dale? When did you start learning about it? What was that like? Your friends, family, school? As far as I know, I never had like the talk mm-hmm. quotations. Um, it was probably probably just uh, some little kids running it about sex, and then because <laughs> Brandon was saying they split the class. And um, what grade did you say? Fifth, fifth grade fifth for grade. us. Yeah. Yeah. So it was probably fifth or sixth grade i don't remember mm-hmm. exactly but it was all just one class and they all talked about everything together and it was probably it probably would have been better off splitting it because there's a lot of laughing and people <laughs> yeah. paying attention i think that's why all. they did it for us as yeah. well yeah. um anything in high school yeah so we went through that in middle school and then high school it was like mostly drugs, but they had <laughs> drugs. <laughs> I really thought people like yeah. offering me drugs would be more of a thing than it no, was. Same. Yeah. I was yeah. like, when I was starting to look for drugs, I was like, okay, so they talked a lot about drugs. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> shit, what was I just going to say? Did they talk about sex ed at all? Oh, yeah. So we did the banana thing. And that was oh, like, oh. <laughs> and my brother always hyped that up. He was like, yeah, just look for the banana, dude. You know what? <laughs> Oh no, that's like there's gonna be like a 59 days till the banana. <laughs> no, <and> every day. If it had that curve, though, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fire. Oh my class was lit. Like, it was really fun. Um, I pretty much had like all of my best friends in it. Oh, that must have been hilarious. So, <laughs> yeah. My elf teacher wasn't like, he was awesome. He was a jokester and he would just like single out people and like pick on them. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much better. Uh, we used to do these like scenarios and it's pretty much like acting, but it was like hell. <laughs> it was like an all in one class. <laughs> we had to do. I remember we had to do the acting thing, but it was for the drug part That's of it. Yeah, yeah. You had yeah. to pre- like one of them had to pretend to be a drug dealer, one of them yeah. had to pretend to be a cop, yeah. and then you had to pretend oh, yeah. to be a buyer. Yeah. And so it's just a little background. I grew up and my dad was like grew weed my entire life. Like mm-hmm. I grew up, my basement was full of weed, my yard was full of weed, my life was full of weed. I would be trimming weed before school for it was my first paid job. Like I was I wouldn't get paid for chores because you live there, you help. I'd get paid to help them trim. Mm-hmm. So like, I would go to school and there'd be weed on my socks. Oh, so like, they sit there and they made me be a fucking dealer. And I was like, of course they would. I'm like, I was like, they're on to me. <laughs> they're on to me. <laughs> 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 
bad. And they're t- so they're talking about like drugs and shit, and I'm sitting there like talking about drugs and sex, and I'm like, I could correct you, but like I'm not. Fifth grade asses have time for this. They're like, weed is addictive. It's a gateway drug, and I'm like, actually, weed saved my dad's life. But like me, I wonder if now with um like legalization and stuff, if the education on weed has changed. I'm probably not. I'm pretty sure I took a class for drugs when it was legal, Ah. and it was still but not recreational. It was medically legal. Wasn't sure. recreation because recreation was really recent. Yeah. In 2017, Maine was Maine was maybe the second state, but I think it was the first state to become recreate or, or medically legal for marijuana. Mm-hmm. Okay, but maybe behind California, but I think it was Colorado before. was first. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. So I thought that that was going to have different things, like similar background. Right? <laughs> um, and it wasn't. It wasn't. No, they yeah. was like, don't do it. And I was like looking at my best friend like, we don't do it. I missed yeah. the high school part because I graduated freshman year. So I missed the high school part of all of it. I only mm-hmm. got the middle school part, which was much worse for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was really upset that I heard freshman year you have to do the baby. You know the fake babies? You take yeah, oh I always yeah. wanted the fucking yeah. fake baby. I, I was like, I want too. this, and yeah. I never got it. They split that got... into a different class for us all together. They were so we did the sex. Wait, thing. you had the fake baby? Yeah, it was oh a God. there was there was I still want there was a maternity there, there was a class, and it was like, and I never took this though, but it was like you had the babies, you did sewing. Oh, home ec? Home ec. I guess it was home ec, but yeah. but but we did we so did sexy. we did home ec like cooking know, in middle right? school. Yeah. But, yeah, like, like yeah, right. in middle school we did straight cooking and that was home ec. That and, is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then in high school there was something with the babies. Flex yeah. your education, bro. I got to do the I baby thing. It was, was like, <laughs> my, my school was built like a prison. Oh, oh so, <laughs> so. My school was built like a prison. <laughs> oh, my Actually, do you, you mine was a military boot camp and his was a prison. <laughs> <laughs> when we were so my brother went to prison. And it's where he got his best education. Was it in Florida? Because that's the thing. Oh, no. But like he graduated and got really good school in prison. Okay, really didn't got. So our next question is: Do you think that sex ed should be the parents' responsibility or the school's responsibility? Amara, I'm looking at you first because you were the only one that had a parent really give them mm-hmm. all the details. I there's not a good both. Both. There's no way it can't be both. Yeah. Like. So the thing I think that's lacking, I'm a bit political on these bitches. Um, <laughs> the thing I think that's lacking the most out of sex ed is like, sure, they'll cover over like, you have a penis. It's very like caveman, like penis, yeah. vagina. Like <laughs> that's what you get. But it's so much more than that. Yeah. It's it's physical. There's physical changes in a body more so than, oh, you can grow pubic hair and get a period. Like there's more than that. It's emotional. It's physical. It's all of these things. Like, there's no sex ed for... I know we talked about this the other day in text, but for um, differently abled people, mm-hmm. there's no going over that. So mm-hmm. it needs to be both, and it shouldn't just be a one day, one class, call mm-hmm. it good. It needs to be incorporated in our, in all of it. Yeah. In anything to do with emotional, like it just needs to be incorporated. It can't just be like one day we're gonna teach you what your, your dick is and call it good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that, and it needs to be in the household. Like you have to be raised around it, pretty much all the time. Like. Because it's going to affect differently. And you have to, to cater it towards your child. Yes. So I think definitely both. Mm-hmm. And a lot more of it than ever. I feel like people make it weird even though it's totally natural and totally yeah. human. Right. And just a part of the yeah. human experience. Yeah. And, like, that stigma, like, yeah. really 
like prohibits how detailed people are willing to get in the information that they're teaching to their children or having the teachers teach their kids in school. Yep. That's but, a problem. But also to teach sex ed is just, this is the changes that are in your body and this is a baby. That's not what sex is. And if you, no. so you think the one day we get maybe two days in school mm-hmm. and then parents aren't, I don't want to talk. That's awkward. Mm-hmm. I mean, sex ed involves like, Hey, you have to raise your children to know they're going to be sexualized. This is the emotional change you could get from sex. This is the tra- sex trauma, sex, th- sex every consent. Yeah. Talk about that and like Dude, all I of this stuff. Out of all of our stories, nobody said we were taught about consent. No. Nobody was taught yeah. about Because all sex is, is babies and the man's pleasure. And they teach you about bars, but they don't yeah. teach you about that's all, any how to pleasure a woman. That's all they're willing to talk about. And I, I, we have to mention, you know, a big part of that willing to talk about, it has to do with the church and like how people are religious and mm-hmm. schools take this abstinence stance because they don't want to offend and kids parents exactly and then with parents them thinking like no it's because of our religion we believe in abstinence no my child's not going to have sex till they're married that isn't always going to be the case. No, more likely it's than not. Never. Is, yeah. yeah, it never. <laughs> so They'll probably just fuck the pastor's son. Exactly. <laughs> and, the, and the parents are sort of in denial about it and don't even want to go there when in fact they really just should. Yeah. 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 I do understand the school kind of straying away from maybe more of the the intimate, the emotional side, because they, they are, they're a neutral party. They're not the child's parents. It's not their right. Right. But I think all of the scientific part of it, like any changes in your body, they need to cover a lot more of that. And then at home, it should be the more emotional side of it. Yeah. But then you have to think of the parents didn't have the education. So like a lot of people are still like sex equal baby. Sex is not pleasure for me. Sex is, you know, people don't have that approach. I know someone who's been married for 30 years and their husband has literally made them come. Literally never. And I'm like, what the fuck is that bullshit? Right. But they're never taught to expect different or that it can be different. Or that sex doesn't even have to mean orgasm for anybody. It can just be like a a, a thing to get closer or like whatever. Or not taught like that there can be communication within the relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My biggest beef with like the school education part is like they don't teach you how to communicate or the fact that you should even communicate in the first place or like fucking consent. Like, I, yeah. oh, I have so many issues with that. I'm going to yeah. stop myself before I go on a fucking yeah. rant about that. <laughs> oh, my word. It's the place. <laughs> well, it just, it bothers me because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that they were sexually assaulted until way after the fact because mm. of the lack of education behind it. Like, there's a big issue with that. We don't have to, like, all out teach our kids, like, this is how you put your dick in her vagina if they're a straight kid. We're not even talking about the LGBTQ plus kids. We're not even talking about the disabled kids or anything like that. And that's Mm -hmm. just like a whole other thing. But it's just, there should be more of a conversation around it that has a lot less stigma so that kids feel more like open to Mm -hmm. ask those questions. More safe. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, speaking of feeling safe and feeling open to ask questions. Um, I, just knew, I knew it was her FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> um, feeling safe and open to ask questions. There's been a lot of like, ooh, is it a bad idea to separate the genders or is it a good idea? And the sense of it being a bad idea is there may be some kids 
transitioning. There may be gender what's, fluid. Yes, gender fluid. What's the politically correct way like to say this? Like they identify as they them. They can yes. be transgender, gender fluid. Also, that, boys should know what's going on with the female body. Exactly. I do. I do agree there. And oh then, oh my god, when, can I talk about that real quick? Yeah. There is this trend on TikTok, and I ended up bringing it up into real life, and it's where you ask your boyfriend or like guys in your life, "How do you pee with a tampon in?" <laughs> and everybody got it wrong. Everybody that I asked got it wrong. Wait, did you get it right? Did I ask you? I don't think I asked you. How do you? How do you, do you pee? And they're like, you don't. And I was like, what? Like, well, you have to take it out in order to like let out the pee. And I was like, oh my god, no. It's not a plug. No, no. I actually always, I always take it out because I don't like the feeling of the string. Oh, oh you, you just let it back. That's too much work. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's like they thought of everything. I don't either. I ripped that bitch out. I don't know. I, I, so, I'm so sorry. I, no, wear, just, I, I wear one for like two days. No, I wear it for two days. Girl. And then I'm like, I'm sick of doing this. Yeah. We're just going to let it rock. Uh, and I'll go through underpants, pants. I'll bring them to work. Oh, I'm like, man. nope, I'm fucking done. Well, and then yeah, I found out about the like period underpants. That like Dude, Those sound really cool. They sound cool, but yeah. they also sound... I equate it to a swimsuit, like wearing a wet swimsuit. Right. All day. Oh, is it like that? Oh, I don't no, know. I've never, I've never tried it. One. I just think my flow would be personally too heavy. Soggy vagina. See, I have next to none. Uh, that would see. I feel like if I have next to none, that would be really good. Like I got good four option. days, two days of semi, good and then the rest option. of it's like nothing. Oh my god! But I get horrible cramps and cysts, like hospital uh, cramps. So it evens geez. out. Well, well, back real quick to the um classroom right. separating genders. Yeah. Um. One friend in our, my Facebook chatting about, you know, who remembers what from sex ed said they were really thankful they separated the genders because the boys would have been just making fun of everything like with saying. the girls the whole time, like you were saying. So I feel like, yeah. but I was talking to another friend about it and like a really great option for that would be to have like a anonymous question box I was legit or like, yeah. yeah, or be able to separate into like I don't know, like groups, peer groups, or but I really like the idea of like an anonymous, I like question, the anonymous box. question box. Yeah, I don't think there's a good way to f- to fix it the way it is. Yeah, it yeah. has to start from two years old at home, making them comfortable because it all comes down to we aren't open enough for their children, yeah. and so they go to school and they make fun of the girls and they make fun of the boys and they because it's a joke because they were never interested because that's they've never seen a body. Them. Yeah, because they think penis is funny. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'll still laugh at a dick joke. <laughs> but also, they're never like. I mean, you're you're having a bunch of kids who go in and go, "Oh my hoo ha!" Yeah, like right. they don't know anything. No, oh, just say your fucking vagina. Yeah, well, your vulva, your vagina. Like yeah. this is this, this is that. I agree. I I think that um the schools could have more education. Like, is instead of one class in fifth grade, like having multiple classes or yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be the audio. Right. The dog is, is snoring. 150 pounds. So 150 pound Newfoundland snoring. I'm, <laughs> I'm I was trying to figure out a way to steal her in the Dylan's truck. Oh my god. Oh man. She's a little big. If you but get that's her a in. good point, Brandon. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that the that the school could have more education. Maybe like instead of um because what what Gabby had had mentioned uh about about people making fun. It's it's harder to ask questions if you're not like in. Just go, just go kick her. I don't know. <laughs> just go get her out of here. It's really funny. She has a very loud story. Yeah. Why is it always me that has to break down and laugh? 
the gigs, dude. <laughs> oh, the gigs. Hello, here's an hour of audio of everyone laughing over each other. <laughs> Teach your kids what dicks are. I'm so sorry, Brandon. No, it's okay. Oh, shit. Just but uh, just as much as the school could do a little bit more, I think just parents could do just as much. Just just to like yeah. talk about it more often and just more, you know, more communication. So yeah. how are you guys raising your children differently? Because I feel like you guys are the only people I know who are consciously making an effort to break that cycle. Yes. I have something to interject over that before you start because I'm, no, um, I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. I just have to say, like, I've seen a lot of people who don't – Bye. <laughs> seen a lot of people who don't raise their kids around it at all. And then I had mine where mine felt inappropriate. I didn't want to know the things I knew. I think so. I, that I didn't. I, it was inappropriate. I felt uncomfortable. It, it really scarred me. So to see it be positive, but mm-hmm. also understanding that it's still a kid who should have a childhood. Yeah. Like, that's what I see you guys do well. For sure. Like, there's someone on TikTok. That was me again. giving you props before you talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm literally only, always on fucking TikTok. So I'm really like, on TikTok. <laughs> um, but there is this woman who documents herself, like, teaching her children from basically birth about, like she calls it body talks. And mm. she just makes it so, like, the children consent to what knowledge they learn. And I think that's a very important part that your mom missed, Amara. Yes. We love her, but she missed that mark. <laughs> like, you should be able Shout to say. Shout out, Chris. Aww. You should be comfortable enough with your parents to be able to talk to them about the questions you have. But also, they shouldn't be forcing information on you that you aren't ready to have. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like my parents get me really sheltered. And they're like, she's not ready. She's not ready. She's not ready. She's not ready. But I was like, oh, I got some questions. I, yeah. I think that's why it took me. That's why I didn't want to have sex for so long. Mm-hmm. Like at 18, I was still like, I want to wait. Because she made me so uncomfortable. Also, I should have answered this in the first question. My mom was brutally assaulted as a child uh... by someone very close to her for a long time Mm. she had a lot of ptsd from that and so my entire growing up was not only just like her being inappropriate but also her convincing me that everybody in the world wanted to rape me Mm. and that i was no matter what i did where i went anything Mm. i was gonna get raped and so that was my idea of sex is like my mom's a hoe who cheats on my dad all the time and comes home like takes off with craigslist guys and then Mm. like she tells me too much about it and then comes home and tells me everybody wants to rape me Jesus and so I'm like it damaged it a little too much I'm glad I had knowledge I'm glad there was open I could ask whatever I wanted but I mean like and she would sit there and be like I know you got I know somebody's with her I know you got her and I was 13 years old like I couldn't go over to my friend's house without her being like I know his dad raped you like don't Mm -hmm. be a dark and alone with them so I didn't trust anybody yeah and like I I get it especially like it's that that's it's come such, such a hard thing to balance with your yeah. trauma. <laughs> so then I know I said I wouldn't talk about this, but whatever. I'll mention briefly. So then when I was when I was an adult, I, it was almost like well I knew this was coming. <laughs> like yeah. I'm prepared. Like I knew what's gonna happen. Whatever. I feel like that's another thing that the schools really miss is that like going along the lines with like we aren't taught what consent is. We're not taught along the lines of like what rape is. We were all talking about this in their voice chats the other day, but how Gabby and I for the longest time thought rape was like someone some stranger in a dark back alley holding you down and you're fighting for your life and you don't know them and it's that but it's not always that it's someone that you can be in a relationship with it can be someone you know and you don't know you can say no once and it happens anyways it's still fucking rape be your husband you can have sex with every single day your wife one day you don't want to and they do it anyway that's done yeah and i feel like 
for the longest time, a lot of people don't realize that they're fucking like raped yeah. or sexually assaulted because there is no communication about that whatsoever. Mm. All yep. we see is what happens in the movies, and like that's like fucking brutal. Yeah. So obviously, I wasn't raped, but like in reality, they were. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of unlearning and relearning that needs to take place around that concept too, because I even catch myself still not really having full legit judgment on that Mm -hmm. um you know and that's why it's just like this the lack of education around that initially yeah for sure so how are you guys phrasing your your child so i would say um we made the kind of conscious decision to be sort of sex positive with her in hopes that um if we just made it so it wasn't a thing, it wouldn't, we're not like pushing any information so on her. Yeah. <laughs> we're just making it really normalized and comfortable. We're not trying to tell our five-year-old what sex is and how people have sex. You know, we, if she asks something about our bodies, we answer her in real words. <laughs> and yeah. if she, you know, I mean, since she also is glued to me constantly, so she's been witnessing me change tampons since she was, you know, mm. walking. So, I mean, like, and I have no problem explaining that all of that to her in terms that she could understand at age appropriateness, you know what I mean? And it's the science about bodies, but also just, you know, and as I've said too, like, maybe this is all going to blow up in our faces, but we're it feels right to us we use real words and we answer her questions to the best of our ability and yeah yeah, um we're not we're you know affectionate in front of her and stuff we're not like sheltering her sheltering her in that way and we're naked in front of her and she's really just not phased yeah that's one of the things my mom did do she was naked all the time i mean yeah. she was out in the garden naked in the yeah. bath like yeah. everywhere i'd go sit in the Same. bathtub and whatever so now nudity does nothing to me yeah like it's not sexual yeah. it's not anything it's just nudity i'm so comfortable with yes. everybody's body it also helped me like not i go in public and like i can see a fat person a skinny person of this person and i'm like whatever it's <laughs> it's, it's almost it's not even it's not clinical it's not sexual it's just it's like seeing a forearm. It yeah. does nothing for me. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody could walk into my house butt ass naked. I'd be like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And but it uh, did make it awkward where like in middle school I would change my clothes. Like in weird place because no filter. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't Same. care. Same. I'll walk into like I'll have a friend over and I'll be like, oh, and I'll just take my pants off and put my like put shorts on or whatever in front of people. And they're like and I'm like, oh, <laughs> sorry. That, that being a thing, like in elementary so school, you, know, <laughs> you do. You make it all the time. Um, it's great. It is great. Like in elementary school, I remember I was doing, I did like cheerleading, and we would all go into the girls' bathroom, and there would be girls like hiding in the corners, like nobody look at me. And one of this like moms, I don't even remember whose mom it was, but she was like, you all literally have the same body parts. Like chill the fuck out. Yep. Like you're fine. Like it's. The world's not going to end if someone sees your booty. Like, you're good. <laughs> right. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciated that woman. Oh, Lord. It's like, <laughs> awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important. And and it helps because then she, like, sees, oh, when I get older, I'll probably have boobs or this. Right. I had my niece tell me, she saw a tampon, she goes, oh, you put that up your butt. Yeah. <laughs> she hadn't seen her mom do it. Uh, um, no, but yeah. I think it's really important to just have that like you said, not make it a thing. Yep, like, it's just make normal. It weird. It's a whatever. Not be weird about it. And, of course, it's going to be awkward when real shit comes up we're going to have to talk about. And 
you know, I hope we can find some more resources for this like line of thinking over time, you know, and hopefully we don't miss the mark. Like I felt like maybe my mom, my parents might've missed the mark a little bit on that Mm -hmm. sex talk thing. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a balance being too close and too open. And when it comes to say your child's, you know, 16, 17, whatever, whatever age, and they start having sex. You know, those parents are like, you can tell me anything. You can. Mm. And it's too aggressive and it shuts you down. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just got to let the kid do your thing. You got to yeah. know that, like, they're not going to tell you everything because kids don't. No. And I think people lose touch. They get in, like, they get older and they look back and they don't remember what it's like to be that age. Mm-hmm. And they have no empathy for, or treating, like, that age like it's, they're irrelevant and have no valid thoughts or feelings. And yeah. it's like, no. But if you, op- if you raise them in, like, a neutral, sex neutral, yeah. I feel yes. like it's the best. Yeah. Like, it's a thing. This is a body. It's the same as like we go get groceries on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Like it's whatever. Yeah. It's separate. Also, I think that nudity and the human body, like it's both, are something that everybody's going to deal with. They're going to deal with nudity. Like they're they're a person and they have body parts and they have to understand nudity and they have to know that that's separate from sex from yes. sex. Like right. nudity doesn't point. mean sex. Yes. And there needs to be that separation and understanding of that because that promotes healthier talks around both yes. both things Amen. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> do you feel like specifically when it comes to girls like because that was never separated in mm. like our generation we were raised to think okay so we we want to let them touch her like we want to make out we want them to grab our ass and like yep. touch our boobs so that automatically means we have to give them sex because we're letting them see our boobs so I think it's yeah. because we never, for our generation and in the history, we've never separated sex from body. I mean, even on ads, the take a pair of boobs, it sells because it's sex. Yeah. But boobs and sex are not synonymous. Like, mm-hmm. right. so do you think it's the lack of separation that has made it so that we, and I speak specifically towards women because that's my experience. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe men feel this way. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? But, like, I feel like if I show somebody my boobs, I, it means I have to give them sex because that's what they're expecting. Mm. No, boobs are just boobs. Boobs are... And, you know, it's important to think of it like that because boobs also feed like babies. <laughs> you know, boobs. so because we've, like, made it a fucking thing culturally, yeah. breastfeeding is sexualized and, like, yeah. bodies so are sexualized yeah. and, like, all this crap. If they could feel what it felt like for engorged boobs, they would not think it was that sexual. <laughs> hot, yo. I'd rather I'd rather stub my pinky toe in the corner of a table than feel engorged boobs. <laughs> um, but how do you guys feel? Like, like Amara was saying, like if we want our guys to like grab our asses or our boobs or whatever, then we feel like we automatically have to give them sex. Do you guys? Feel like well, is that just anything? me, or do you guys have that? No, feeling I too? felt that my entire life. Yeah. So do you, or even like describing my fucking thigh? I was like, well, guess I gotta give. It to or them. I'm alone with. <laughs> I'm, I'm alone with you. We went on a date. Now there's this expectation that I have to put out, even though I don't want to. Yeah. So do you guys feel like you ever had like that? Like if a girl sees me in my fucking underwear, like if I'm changing the same room as her, I'm like gonna have to fuck her <laughs> or something along those lines. No, definitely not. Definitely not that. Like like on the on the flip side of it, um, I I don't think that um, I've ever been in a situation. You know what I'm saying, like that. But um, I I definitely understand. I've definitely been in a situation where where I've been interacting with somebody and it's gone to sex very quickly. And you're like, what? And I think that that's probably on the flip side of that is like a female feeling like. Obligated. Ob- mm. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, like a weird obligation. And it's like, it's, it's like, like it's transactional in some mm. way. Yeah, you know really what I'm saying? It's like, 
Yeah, like there's I some. Agree with you there. Yeah, like it's it's and and even that for me, like I don't want to feel anything like ingenuine, and that's kind of yeah. like oh, like why is this transactional? Like yeah. that's not that's not what you know what I'm saying. That's not what everybody's looking for, yeah. and it's just kind of like I don't know, maybe off-putting, but just you know something to something to that you observe or something that like maybe needs to be talked about and changed. So you're, what you're saying is if the woman who felt like this was like, hey, I feel like this, how are you feeling? And you're like, well, I don't really want it to go there. We could come to terms and we didn't go. <laughs> just pressure each other. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I would totally, I would so break maybe myself talk out of the situation. Yeah, I, would break like, yeah, I would be like, nah, girl, nah, you need to get back with your ex. No, <laughs> like, what, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I have a really a question that yes. is important for me to ask dudes. Um, dudes. Bros. Dudes. My bros. Um, oh, God. I just lost my everything. Do you feel like... So, you know all the awkward, like, boy stuff, like the pressure to make fun of girl, the, all that stuff. And also the pressure of, like, men love to have sex and men are cavemen <laughs> and men love all these things. Cause, and, and, like, I don't, I don't want to be that person that's like toxic masculinity, but that's what it is. Did you feel the pressure of that? Like, I'm supposed to only think of girls as boobs and vaginas. Why do I think of them as human? Like, as a very sensitive male, Brandon's yeah. sensitive. I use Brandon. So, just a backside, guys, um, anybody's listening. Um, Gabby and Brandon are like my Brad and Angelina that I look to <laughs> on the internet. Um, I know, I know them human wise. But also, I just look at their pictures and sob because they're <laughs> they're beautiful and they're both oh, not shit. assholes. Yeah. And also, I, I'm gonna to I'm gonna gas him up and make myself uncomfortable. Brandon seems like a great dad, and mm. I haven't had a lot of experience with sensitive dads that are open to having daughters and such. So mm. I've made you uncomfortable now. Take it away. Okay. <laughs> so I'll preface it with that um, I'm a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the baby that we have on the way is more than likely going to be born uh, within the cancer yes, realm. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes, yes. And, and we don't know the we don't know the gender. So boy, it's boy. boy or girl, <laughs> yeah. boy or girl, it's going to they're going to be a cancer, and they're gonna they're gonna have the cancer feels like I always have. <laughs> so i just feel like i've always been like um i've always been very like sensitive drip like i've i've definitely felt masculinity like i've definitely wanted to be like i've definitely felt the the drive that every male feels to be like an alpha but at the same time i've always been like very sensitive and i've never been able to control like overly control my emotions in that way you know what i'm saying like, i've been connected to my female or you know however you want to put feminine it energy. that's right and um so so in that i like you know i've never really like i i've pursued it in that way that i like i've i've wanted to find like you know like somebody that i want to be with i don't want to like just you know like be uh be, spread your seed yeah i don't want to i don't want to like spread my seed i don't want to yeah. <laughs> exactly i'm thankful you. for that i just feel like it's encouraged for men to not want real connection like does yeah. that make sense like they're encouraged like to just want to be man horse just to be no. like i want to fuck anything yeah, that's how you feel that? like that's the expectation of what it is to be i've always like i have friends that are just like 
meatheads. Mm, that's <laughs> a good word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you were saying, like the caveman thing, like, ooh, penis, vagina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you just, you're just a schmuck. Like, I don't even. Thank you. Yeah. I've never yeah. been like that. I've always, it's always been like a, like growing up, I've had a lot of female, like, best friends and, I never really looked at it that way. Like it was just like a fucking piece of meat. Mm. It was always deeper than we that. We appreciate emotionally. that emotionally. Thank you. Yeah. Do your friends as men ever ever pressure you to be more like like that? Like more like that masculine? Like Ooh, yeah, like like why why you you falling for her, bro? Like just fuck simp her. Is that, <laughs> simp isn't simp the term that dudes have like simp, yeah. said to other guys who actually treat their women well and like you're really sad i don't like that yeah. like yeah, yeah yeah they, yeah. they, they have they, have. they do like, oh. it's kind of sad but, <laughs> um, i use i just do my own thing like god they're just jealous it's uh it's kind of sad because like I, I on my side of it i'm like like if you just found a girl, like you wouldn't be such a dumbass all the time. <laughs> it's men that it's men that have that complex that treat it like this, like this, like game that they're playing or something like that. And yeah. it's just like that's not anybody you want to have around in your personal circle. I mean, that's that's somebody that's not going to treat you right yeah. as a person. It's not if you're if you're actually simping. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's gonna be the person that's yeah. gonna like try to like get with your girl behind your back. Like it's like it's not it's not it may it may it may or may not be, but it's like that's yeah. the it's it's not somebody that's given gonna give positive energy to you or anything that you have going on. Like if it's if it's anybody that's your friend, they need to be like, oh, like yo, you really like her? Like that's yeah. great. Like you know what I'm saying? Everybody's trying to build to have a family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My experience with people like that is um. Not only do they treat women like that, they treat everyone around them like that. And then you try to do a Mr. Steiner girl. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like a sneaky liar. Yeah. 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 Even in how they how they handle their business yeah, and yeah. Yeah, work like or whatever. Everything. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's, it's a like lack of emotional depth. Yeah. Yep. That's what it like yep. boils down to is and it, it has, you know, factors of like nature versus nurture, what you know, all of that yeah. factors into like a lack of emotional depth, a lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the way the system is right now is that's how we are expected to raise sons. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and raising an emotionally available and capable son is a humongous challenge. And I feel like something that culturally we yeah we can we can stop okay i have to pee so so we were talking about like you know um the challenges of raising a sensitive emotionally aware emotionally available emotionally uh i don't know something (laughs) you know sons in a culture that's just like be manly be tough son you know like don't show your emotions you know bury it bury it bury it you know, there's a lot of cultural standards and stuff that I think is a challenge that our our generation raising sons now is really, really conscious of. And I think it will ch- overall change humanity for the better. And I mean, I'm sure there's like a nature versus nurture thing there, too. Mm-hmm. But like, I think if we do our part and not, you know, just be like, just be tough, son, you know. And I mean, I wish I could think of more examples than that right now. But you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Well, the nature versus nurture th- nurture thing too is like, 
that that's to a point like people who are born and um i want to be correct here but in a male body who identify as male and really align with the genitals they're born whatever they are raised in this way sometimes and they fight it their whole life and i think Mm. that's what causes a lot of the anger issues and stuff Mm. is because you were raised in a way where you're supposed to suppress your feelings every guy i know who's like a cis male Mm-hmm. who was raised in a like man way is so emotionally damaged mm-hmm. unavailable abusive like but but cries in secret and then like it's like i never cried don't tell anybody yep. you know all of those things that are really toxic and that leads me to believe their nature is to be more open and sensitive mm-hmm. and their nurture is what's making them ashamed sure. of giving a shit yeah. or like the ones that are embarrassed to be affectionate like I'm in, I have this woman. Clearly, everybody knows I'm fucking her, and they'll tell you. <laughs> like they're they're willing to be like, hey, I'm I'm fucking this girl, but they won't be like, hey, I love this girl, and I tell her my deep dark secrets. Yeah. And like, but would your dudes be like, if you went on and you're like, I fucked a really good hot girl, they'd be like, yeah, bro, get it. But yeah. if you're like, hey, I had a really deep conversation and I let some feelings out and some past trauma, and it felt really good to release that, what are they gonna say? Oh, you're a pussy. Don't hey! Exactly. Also, side note, exactly. uh, calling people a pussy is lame. It's the strongest part of a body yeah. of Pussies. any gender. Of any gender I'm ever. I'm going to say something before that happens. Um, okay, it goes on with uh, Gabby's point. Um, my dad always told me when I was growing up, he said, you always get up and you always get your shit done. But, you know, don't be like a shallow person uh, and communication in any relationship is the biggest thing mm. like you've got to communicate with people or it's not going to be good yeah and i always good dad yeah, yeah. I always, absolutely I, yeah. every time i'm like in a situation bob is the shit so. yeah. 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 Bob. <laughs> i always think about that and that's always helped me that's really good that your dad was able to take that approach with you yeah. as raising yeah. a son, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so impressive. So impressive. Makes me cry. Literally. <laughs> oh, the other thing I had the piggybacks on my question to you guys earlier is anytime you showed emotional like availability or depth or like sensitivity, were you immediately just called gay? Like, cause that's why everybody in my school, like, they'd be like the yeah. night the, the slightest bit nice to a girl. And everybody's like, oh pussy, gay, fuck, like yeah. all this shit. So and I'm sad. like, or maybe that isn't like nice. Like, if nice equals gay, I'm like, yes, please. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you were saying that it happened? Yeah. A lot of past friends have done that. But um, now, like, when I see someone acting like that, I'm like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Mm. I don't even want to even talk to you for two more minutes. Mm. (laughs) Right. I think as you get older, you realize that, like, you you realize, like, you you get over, like, 20-something, and you're like, I know how much time like matter like i know i know what matters and what doesn't mm-hmm. in a person and it's just like i don't i don't have the time to even deal yeah, with, to, like, to deal with it like this is not what i want to surround myself yeah. with mm. kind of bringing it back to sex ed i feel like when we raise our sons especially to be more emotionally in touch and able to communicate with each other then they make better sexual partners mm-hmm. because they're like yeah. hey like are you actually down for this or mm-hmm. are you just yeah. saying yes because you feel like you have to yeah. or like checking in and even on a physical met. level yeah. does that yeah. even feel good like, yeah. like, what do, you want me to do? Yeah. do you actually want to be here yes. like yeah. but also yeah, there will so more true. if you raise a kid who's emotionally aware whatever gender they're more likely to tell you if something's happening because yeah. you know how many boys are abuse and never yeah. say anything because they're a boy and they're not allowed to be 
sensitive about it. Which is sad. Yeah. She just wants to be included. This dog, it looks like a bear, first of all. Yeah, for anybody listening, there's one that's snoring. And we love her, but she cannot be here right now. She's a very, I promise we will all snuggle her after the fact because she's such a good girl. Yeah. We love Ori. She's even loud when she's not moving. She's just so very loud. She has the sweetest <laughs> face, though. Oh, my God. Oh, I'll post a photo of her on our Instagram. So yeah. Oh, for anybody it. listening to this one, um, our Instagram is live and being posted on now. So oh, yeah. please yeah, go follow. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. We're working on some stuff. And we got mics. We're not all working with janky headphone well emma always had a mic and then i broke it on the way here today so if our audio <laughs> if, our, if our audio is inconsistent throughout these podcasts we're working on it oh man we're, sorry it was really hard i did listen to episode two you guys and i was really upset by my audio between oh, the no. between the service being so fucky and i, don't think it was that I bad. just no you guys sounded great it was really it was no me. i didn't think yours sounded that bad because oh. like when it would cut out it would continue on just like delayed there was like a lag but yeah. you still said what you had to say this is our first podcast in person it is. we haven't yeah. seen each other yeah oh yeah probably should have covered that at the time yes, yes. well here we are <laughs> really fun um so i'll be together so hopefully we'll take it's some pics extra hard to keep it on track when i just want to chit chat with my friends yeah, yeah. exactly um so is there anything else anybody wants to bring up about how they feel sex ed should be changed yes. in schools no i have an important one okay I had a lot of caffeine today. I'm, I'm a chatty bitch. Um, <laughs> when you know how so they they focus on pregnancy. They're like, if you have sex, you will get pregnant and die. Like, and and die. die. Um, what's funny to me about that is they'll be like, you're gonna get pregnant, and then they don't cover anything to do with pregnancy yeah. or a woman no. or anything. And it all leads in like, I'm I put my soapbox down, step up. Um, I think part of the reason we have such high cesarean rates and such high, like all of these like pregnancy stress and all of these things all leads back to the fact of lack of education. Mm-hmm. And I think it starts with the sex ed, but I think sex ed in today's school also leads to a false sense of comfort. Like, well, I had sex ed. I know what I needed to know. Mm-hmm. And they don't know anything. And like, they literally don't anything cover any emotional part of it at all. From like. Literally, like, how to fucking put on a condom to there's a baby coming out of a girl's vagina. Like, right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they don't cover any emotional amount of sex. Because, like, mm. dispute me. For me, physical sex is is whatever. It's the emotional parts that I was never prepared for. Mm. That really shocked True. me. Yeah. 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 Same. I think overall, around, like, emotion needs to be something that, like, maybe, maybe in the way that you, like... We got math, we got like language, whatever. Like you need, we need to like really focus on emotion as people. Cause like everybody yeah. has emotion and everybody, and sometimes your emotions get unmanageable yeah. and yeah. a lot of people suffer from a lot of different, you know what I'm saying? Like things, things in this country that we medicate for, but we don't manage emotions and, and you as a person. And I think that that needs to be taught around sex because emotions involving sex is definitely a thing. It needs to be together, but also just completely separate. And like even Araya, we have these these best self cards that we got off of Amazon, and um, they just it's just basic questions that ask about like uh, 
different different things about her like you know what what's your favorite color basic things but also like how does you know when you get punished how does that make you feel and i think that like they're basic questions and they might not they might not have any direct purpose but i think that it helps talk about emotion and manage your emotion and i think that's something that's like super important and super lost in a lot of cult like i'm sure a lot of cultures do have it because i don't know about anything so Ameri- i mean yeah american, american culture i can talk about american culture and we suck like you yeah. know we don't like, allow our children to have emotions nope. no we don't like, do that they argue with us we say fuck you go to your room yeah. like you're yeah. bad you're a bad kid yeah. yeah instead of just being like okay i'm sorry you feel this way i feel this way like whatever we just teach our kids not to feel fucking anything and that's not realistic at all no mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Four corgis, no, like just like <laughs> running through the grass. No wonder Harry being weird. Gabby and Brandon's backyard is literally like a field and then a beach, and it's a public beach, right? So we've got just these random people running through their field, running through their lawn with their corgis. There was something. Dylan was zoned. I was wondering. I was wondering what you were looking at. I was like, oh, fucking corgis, man. Yeah. So cute. That's mom. But that's a really, really good point about like learning about emotions in school because I feel like, especially when you are in school, you are the most turbulent with your emotions. Mm. Yes. And I feel like some guidance would be really like guidance actually be about you know guiding your emotions. Yes. No teaching anything about actually being a fucking human being. No. No. Um, in terms of sex ed and becoming sexually active. I really struggled with the level of psycho I was when I started having sex and even just becoming sexually active. Even the guy that I first like even started doing things with more than kissing, (laughs) (laughs) Um, not even had sex with this guy, but I went fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. And I still think about it sometimes. And I'm like, in what way? Like define your crazy. I just was obsessed. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And that's hormones. It's hormones. And I was like, I kind got like addicted out, to a, the person. Addicted, exactly. Okay, yeah. I was outside myself. And then when I became, like, actually having sex, it got even worse with that person. I made terrible decisions. Made very bad, very, very bad very decisions. Very bad yeah. decisions. <laughs> I sort of didn't care about anything yep. else except for this person. And, ha- and he didn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> actually, they, his nickname in high school was The Virgin Slayer. And this is who I lost my virginity to. That sounds like an Xbox. Shout <laughs> out. Yeah, that sounds like an Xbox. Take your yeah. point. I think he's doing great now. And I mean, I think he's really Go, you know, Virgin a good Slayer. guy. <laughs> we haven't talked in a long time. But I mean, um, but nonetheless, I really, really went fucking nuts. How do you yeah. prepare your daughters for that? But on no, a soapbox, I didn't even realize that that was a thing until you fucking mentioned it. I'm like, yo, that explains so much. The whole virgin slayer that leads back to our notion that men are supposed to be virgin slayers. <laughs> Get a pussy. <laughs> and like, Get are they not? Like, it's men sleep with a bunch of women. Women like the women stereotype. Women Bonker. love Bonker. them and then I mean, cry about them, and we break Bonker. their hearts. Yeah. 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 yeah, like it's some hill that you can fucking climb. Stick your flag on the top and leave. Like if a girl like fucks twenty guys, she's a fucking whore. But if a guy fucks twenty girls, then high five. Then good job, buddy. Yeah, yeah. keep going. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's hot shit. Yeah, you, we're on to it. We're on to a double standards topic. Is, yeah. I'm telling you. All right, then let's move into that's it. That's a heated. Well, do you know, but I'm already stop yeah, flashing cameras. We're gonna put in another a, episode. Yeah, dude, that would be a double good three. That's okay. gonna be after dark, dude. Okay. We'll get deep, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
What's the next question? Do we have any more? There's literally no more questions. There's no more questions. We fucking flew right through it all. We should think about wrapping it up. Okay, then let's do it. Does anybody have any last words that they wanted to say to anybody listening out there who might be teaching kids? Raise your sons and your daughters. Yeah. Talk to them. We need to we need to completely reconstruct sexual education in school. I think we Honestly, can all, most education, but this most, time, but yeah. like and focus in this point, yeah, for sure. It's really it's failed us completely. And I would say, parents, you know, if you guys are out there listening, I know it's hard and it's awkward and it oh my God, sucks. Yes. We didn't even talk about porn teaching us things. Oh, oh we can talk about that. Do we have? Yeah, we have time to talk about that. Um, well, we, we just finished minutes. that one thought, like. Guys, if you're out there with kids, you know, I know it sucks and it's awkward and it's embarrassing and weird, but I think it will help in the long haul to just sort of be open. And don't let your kids learn from porn. Yeah. So yeah. porn. That yeah. is talking about pulled, objectifying women. I pulled a lot of my friends and like close people and they were like, I learned just about everything from porn. And Interesting. I was like, that's a. I think that adds to the whole like, we were talking about rape that we didn't know was rape. Mm-hmm. I think porn leads a lot <gasps> to that. Like. The expectation of women to perform mm. for men for the longest time and again, i thought i was just supposed to put on an act and right. then just like let him get off so, and then it was that was the end of that i'd like to preface for the podcast that when i talk about like men and women like that i i understand completely that there's so many other genders so many factors i'm talking about yeah, like same. coming from i only have my experience where i am a cis woman who's we had mostly cis- sex with men yeah. Yeah. and so that's where my perspective is coming not for lack of knowing. I guess knowing. we should have said we're all cisgender people here. So we're going to speak our experiences. Right. But that's not um, like I, I, disqualifying you and your personal experience. Yes. I also understand the term woman can be harmful to some people emotionally. And, and I don't mean to do that. But I'm just saying like from the perspective of I was, you know, I'm a white cis woman. And so my perspective is very like track here. Um, like porn is like women are performative. They're submissive. They bow down to men. It's all like big man wrecks little woman and like oh, yeah. stuff like that <laughs> titles of porn <laughs> like she's submissive to me and only me i am master and, and <laughs> I can't <laughs> like i mean it's trip is he moving <laughs> um and i and that's so harmful because it taught me to like only care about the other person's pleasure yeah like my emotional how i felt how i how i feel emotionally physically that didn't matter it was all like putting on something for someone else. And I feel like when you are especially first sexually active, if you're a woman who identifies as a woman with a male, it's very much like they expect that out of you. And so you're going to do that as well. There is no talk like for the longest time, like with the people I was closest with, they're like, oh, yeah, boyfriends don't make us come. Like, mm. you know, we go to the bathroom after or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or like they don't ask us if we're okay after. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're not talking about you. We're here for the, like, the performance part so they can get off yeah. and then we go take care of ourselves. Later. Then we go yeah. cry in the bathroom because we didn't actually want to do it to fucking begin with. That's, you know, Sometimes. 50 gifts. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I'm trolling, but like maybe like porn sites should have like some like sex education videos on here. Like, yo, we know we're showing you like this, like. We're sex plus acting, but like, yo, here's where a clitoris is for real. Yeah, for and like, real. you got like your favorite porn star coming out and being like, yo, this is so, where a clitoris is. Listen, listen, whatever that shit you're doing, nah. This is what we want. And actually, that's almost like a JOI, but like opposite, you know, like the jerk off instruction. It's <laughs> <laughs> like from a woman's perspective, and she's like, actually, this is what would make me personally kind of be nice to me. Yeah. yeah, 
Exactly. I'm a human. Step one. <laughs> Treat me like a person. Right. Yeah. Should be like a very aggressive woman on this kid. You're doing this shit all wrong. <laughs> like care about how I actually feel and not just what I can offer also, you. Like kind of based off of that, the number of times I've experienced this or my friends have experienced this, they're like. For example, if their man is going down on them and they're like, you're like kind of just licking my thigh, could you like? <laughs> <laughs> That's my kneecap. <laughs> so we're like, can you scoot over? And then the man acts with aggression, and then you're like, you know what? Never mind. Don't ever touch yeah. me. Right. Like we're fine. Like just keep like you think you're doing. Right. But, yeah. Or like you get fucking rug burned because they're trying to finger you. Like, could you let's just like go with? It's a rock. You know? It's by I'd a river. Rather just it get built by you until you're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. never. Can you just leave? That. Yeah. Um, another thing really quick is like, please get your porn responsibly. Like, a porn I'm so responsible. I'm just gonna stick that. I know it has nothing to do with podcast. I'm so sorry, but like, take it from people who actually care about each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, learn from real porn. Like, if we if we made real porn more available or normalized paying for it and treating creators yes. responsibly, we might normalize porn that's ethical with people who care about each other. Yeah. We are big supporters of conscious ethical porn in this farm to table. Oh man. And it's out there. So if you if you actually are curious about um finding conscious ethical I'll get porn um like reach out because we can guide you. Yeah. It's out there. I feel like I was really, really scared to watch porn for a long time just because of how I heard my friends talking about it. They're yeah. like, that shit traumatized me. It like, makes me sad. Like, one of my friends, her very first introduction to sex before her mom talked about it, before school talked to her about it, was that one of her guy friends joined her porn. And oh, she was Lord. like, holy fuck. And then after she, like, got over the shock factor, she went into that crazy mode. And she's like, I need that. I need that. And she was 11. Oh. Like, oh, no, no, But no, also, no. like, you see this hardcore porn with people doing hardcore things, which if you're into, do your thing. Yeah. With consent and love and respect. Mm-hmm. But you see that and then dudes just think, or people, I shouldn't say dudes, they just think it's like, that's how it that's is. Normal. And it, mm-hmm. it, I feel like it just adds to this whole running thing where we have, where sex isn't treated as something as massive as it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's the same as fucking eating, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it affects everyone. Like, yeah. they're, that's Everyone's why. thinking about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that could be so, but I, it affects everyone. I mean, and that's not to be insensitive to people that may or may not be able to have babies, but like mm-hmm. everyone can have sex and everyone can procreate, you know, within, you know what I'm saying? For the most part. For, yeah. for, for the most part. And you know what I'm saying? Obviously we're sensitive to people that cannot, but you know, it's, it's something that needs to be talked about. I mean, it's something mm-hmm. that, that you can't just shy away from talking about. You can't just be like, Oh, it's awkward. So I'm not going to, mm-hmm. as parents, as people raising people, as babies raising babies, <laughs> we have to talk about what's real and what is what affects all of us. There is yeah. this like phenomenon within like, and I'm speaking for like United States culture, not like elsewhere, but like we shy away from so many. Like we don't talk about money, we don't talk about sex, we don't talk about like anything real we it's like how is the weather like mm-hmm. whatever small talk makes me want to punch people in the face it's starting to just have like small talk but we just shy away from all the things that would evolve us as people if we were just yeah. more open like if if we were allowed to if we were allowed to call out for a mental health day mm-hmm. if we were allowed to express that we're struggling with sex if we were allowed to if we were allowed to speak about any of this stuff i don't think it would be i don't think sex would be so tragic yep mm-hmm. yeah yeah sure 
Because sex ed is still coming from a point of being scared to talk about it. Yeah, the teachers don't want to talk about it, and the kids don't want to fucking talk and about it. And they're not qualified people. My, I think no. I'm quote me. Think it was my art teacher who did sex ed, and it was my gym teacher. Hmm. What about you guys? I don't fucking remember who had it. Oh, yeah. Even like a nurse would have been cool. <laughs> like, yeah. well, from what my Facebook polls came out, and I'm pretty sure I had this one teacher who, God rest her soul, has passed. Um. She could not say the word penis. <laughs> so oh she God, was stuttering really? over penis every time. Was like, <laughs> And I do remember that. And I'm pretty sure that I had this one particular woman. Oh, and God. she was a sweet lady, but she just... She couldn't get it out. She yeah. couldn't get, get it out. She couldn't out. get it out. It was painful. She shouldn't have been the one who it was there. got that class. <laughs> we was there. And I'm pretty sure that's who I had. And yeah. I think it probably was a half a class. Even, so even if they, even if sex ed embraced the awkward, embraced the funny, make a dick joke. Yeah. yeah, kids learn through humor. Kids learn through- we, it's we give them yes. fucking Veggie Tales to learn about whatever the fuck. Like, <laughs> like give them yeah. that's what Veggie Tales. Yeah. Is. By yo, the way, yo, they're all fruit. Yo, yo that's a multi million dollar corporation. Let's not cut up Veggie Tales, okay? Have veggie Tales. Shout out Veggie Sponsored. Tales. Sponsored. That's right. Yo, shout out Veggie Tales. Cucumber sticks. That ties in. Thank God. Thank God. Oh, another thing we didn't talk about sex ed. By the way, and I really want to touch on this. It was really important to me. Is like masturbation. Oh, we didn't even know this is a hot. Holy shit. Maybe at After Dark, but I'm just saying, like, when you don't teach kids proper sex ed, you got girls masturbating with hairbrushes. Ay vey. And getting all kinds of infections. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk about this on another one. Or or something that you write with, like a Sharpie, that people's hands go on. (laughs) Come on. Come on, people. Come on, people. It's COVID. It's 2021, all right? That's what's happening. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. I just think you know what I'm saying. We're just getting Oh my god, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. Um, I think that like creating a safe space about touching oneself with kids. So I, encouraging our children to like explore their bodies in ways in that they privacy, feel. In privacy, in ways are, they yeah. Teaching safe. them the right and wrong space and how yeah. to be safe with their own body. Granted, I, I am not ready to come to that point and I'm and having to deal with that personally like that gives me a little bit of anxiety but yeah I think it is in- extremely important well from what I've yeah, like people have guilt. talked to about it they they started young in a way that wasn't just about masturbation it's like like a little girl in her crib touching stuff and like, you can do that you're private good job yeah. for doing that in private whatever right. that's yeah. it that's the right. end of it you are like the one I think it was the same person you did was like, you can explore your body don't do it at the dining room table. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just completely normalized it and didn't say anything about it other than, hey, not at the dining room table. Yep. You can go in your room if you need to, bathroom, yeah. whatever. But yeah. teaching kids from a knowledge, it's okay to touch, it's okay to feel, yeah. it's okay to do this, but teaching when and where and how and like what's safe. We certainly don't <laughs> yell at our daughter if she has her hands in her pants or anything. We're just like, do you have to pee? Or like, you know, we say like, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, are you you doing you know i mean it's never really come up in the point that we're like you need to do that in privacy but we definitely aren't like get your hands out of your pants you know yeah. what i mean like we don't yell at her we don't make it a thing but it yeah. hasn't like come up yet in right. that sense that also is really important because i was talking to someone really close with me and she was talking about how she's had like a, a fair amount of sexual partners and nobody has ever made her come and mm-hmm. i was like yo how and she was like do you know how long it took me to figure myself out and i was like oh i didn't Starbucks brain was 18 years old. Yeah, but also, like, her parents were very, very, like, lock that shit down. We don't talk mm. about that. That doesn't happen. Like, forget it. Like, block it out. And they could get in out. trouble. And then there's this element of guilt, whether it comes from your religion or just your, like, pain. I don't yeah. know what, like, where that comes from, but 
it, it exists and mm-hmm. it makes it hard to actually exploit explore yourself and what and pleasure and everything if you think you're doing something wrong i don't know yeah. i mean some of this works for some people but you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. like as a as a teen or whatever that that's hard i think sex ed in school they should teach you more about what's right and what's wrong it feels like my experience anyway they there's left this big gray area of um like no consent mm. and they didn't teach me anything about that it was all just like uh, this is a penis this is a vagina you have them and um congratulations don't figure get it out yeah. right. Right. that's what it felt like pat yeah. on the back like that's everybody. the only thing it's for yeah yep. they'll, they'll walk you through the whole scenario like listen if you have sex you can get somebody pregnant this yeah. and that this and that but then consent is totally left by the way so yeah. i yeah. definitely agree that's Which, a whole that's a whole like conversation that's, that's just it's the most important thing that's yeah. a very important <laughs> thing yeah. on on all levels too because i like if i feel like like if you're with somebody and they're and they're not consensually like with you like that should be a problem for for, yeah. for anybody you know what i'm saying yeah if somebody's not into it this should not be going on mm-hmm. yeah Sorry. <laughs> Photo shoots. Spike yeah. is right in front of the one working microphone right now. So if yeah. you're purring. I don't know it's if it's Spike. that microphone that's working. It's with a mystery which it's microphone. It's potentially only working okay. microphone. I'm We're going to close it anyway. Yeah. Okay. You guys, this was great. And I mean, if we can um, help with any additional resources with this topic matter, just reach out, okay? We can do our best. None of All us are experts. Yeah, we're not experts here, but we're just doing the best we can. Um, between all of us, we have a lot of combined experience. So please reach out to Instagram. <laughs> tell us your funny sex out stories. Tell us your sad, so, like whatever you want to share. The sad. Sorry. We can <laughs> empathize with sad. Yeah, we can commiserate. No, share. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know I'm saying if you have something you need to that you need to express, express it anonymous, whatever. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? I think works. that I think that some people need to talk. We've been talking yeah. about our first piece of merch, and it's we're here for you. And I feel like it's really Ooh. if I could find a way to make a T-shirt, and it doesn't cost eight hundred dollars. I'd be so stoked. Okay. Get that um, in-use property. Ew. That's yo. If you you can brand Rebel Women, if you put something, if you put merch in, if you if you put your like something of yours, Rebel Women, on a on a T-shirt, and you put it on your website and you sell it's it. Ours. In use property. I mean, you have you could you could set up an LLC and you could nobody could take. <laughs> We're gonna rebel talk about this pod. after. Yeah. <laughs> if there's Thank another so rebel women out there, we will crush you and we will take, <laughs> we will take this brand from you from out from underneath your feet. Oh my god! No consent. Well, keep, oh my god. <laughs> keep your eyes out for um, more on Instagram. Our Patreon launching soon. Yes. Um, we're here for you. Yeah. Yeah. Have a nice day. Bye.